this is David, the host of the Excel in Retirement Show. On this episode, we talk about what a Nobel Prize-winning economist Robert Shiller has found recently. We talk about uh, what could happen under a Biden or a Trump administration. As of this recording, we don't know who the new president is going to be. And so we talk about that and talk about how to have an all-weather financial plan. A lot of good stuff in this show. Thanks for listening. of the Excel in Retirement Show. My name is David Treese, and I'm a financial advisor with Clients Excel in Spartanburg, South Carolina. We work with clients all over, and we would love to connect with you, our listeners. As a token of appreciation for listening, we'd like to mail you a gift to say thank you for listening. You may email us your name and address at connect at clientsexcel.com and we'll drop a small gift in the mail to you. I always enjoy speaking with our listeners also, so you can reach me by calling 864-618-4800. Now, I told you about our Halloween plans last week on the show, so I figured I'd let you know how it went. So Saturday was Halloween, and I think it was the most enjoyable Halloween I've personally ever had. It's a lot of fun when you have a kid and seeing their reaction and watching them. We went over to the grandparents' house early to get Amelia started on her candy haul. Then Church at the Mill had a drive through Halloween experience. So this was cool. You stay in your car because of COVID and all. And so she got a bag of candy when we first started on the route. And we drove through these different experiences, I guess you would call them. So there was a Minions display with characters out there. Then there were the characters from Frozen singing and a Jurassic Park uh, experience. And then there was a huge Christmas display with multiple Santa Clauses. And uh, volunteers dressed as the Avengers with different props brought in and Star Wars. And it was a first-class experience, I have to tell you. And don't forget, though, Amelia got candy at the end again. So two two uh, things of candy there. So every morning, as soon as she gets up, she comes and asks for candy. And so we've, we've been trying to throttle her back on that, you know. And so it was a great experience. Amelia was the mouse from the book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. And uh, so we talked about her costume last week. But if you'd like to see a picture of her in her mouse costume, just go to clientsexcel.com forward slash podcast. And this is show 24, so forward slash 24. So clientsexcel forward slash podcast forward slash the number 24. And I've got a picture posted there of her in her mouse costume. Okay, let's get down to business. Our, uh, our show comes out every Wednesday, and uh, our new shows, but they are typically recorded on Monday. It's Monday today, the day before the election, so we do that on Monday to allow for editing and production time. So when the show airs, it'll be the day after our election on Wednesday. And this seems to be one of the most highly anticipated presidential elections that I can recall. But hopefully, we can put some of the contention behind us soon and move on as a country. In this show, what I'd like to do is share with you some possible outcomes that are likely if Donald Trump or Joe Biden wins the election. Since this show is about finance and uh, planning for retirement, we'll stick with information that's relevant to the economy and money and retirement planning. From the Morning Brew, Bank of America Global Research analyzed historic S&P performance under the 
presidents from both parties. And here were the three takeaways. The market average return has been higher actually under Democrat presidents than it's been under Republicans. And so oftentimes we think it's the other way around. Regardless of party, there's from the article, regardless of party, the S&P performs better in a president's first term than in the second term. That was interesting. Finally, stocks have performed better when leadership changes from one political party to the other. So those are interesting findings from the morning brew. And so we can find some comfort in that, but we'll go, uh, we'll get to that here in a bit. And we'll discover that keeping the status quo, though, may cause some dire consequences if we keep the status quo with what we're doing as Americans and our, as our government continues down this uh, track that it's on. Interestingly, last week, the stock market had the worst week since the correction back in March. Typically, when stocks go down, bonds and gold go up. They're, they're looked at as safe havens. But that wasn't the case last week. Everything sold off. From the Wall Street Journal, investors found few places to shelter when stocks tumbled this week, illustrating the limitations of traditional havens following a run-up in prices across markets. It continues, money managers worry that a lack of protection from traditional havens leaves them exposed if stocks gyrate through the period spanning the U.S. election and potential upsurges in infections. We're seeing more infections. It goes on, efforts to find new hedges in commodities, currency, and derivatives, as well as more esoteric, less liquid markets gain new urgency during this week's sell-off. So that was from the Wall Street Journal recently. And so basically, uh, traditional safe havens like gold and silver have not been seen uh, last week as safe havens that they typically are. With the markets that we are experiencing, it is super important for a retiree to have part of their portfolio allocated to a principal protection plan. What we're talking about is what we dove into in show number 15. So go back and listen to that if you want further context. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's very important, though, to not have all of your retirement savings allocated to risky investments. Two things we know about the market are that it can be volatile and it can be unpredictable in the short term. We can't allow a short-term unpredicted event to set you back financially in retirement. When we're always trying to make up losses in our accounts in retirement, we can have a big problem. So let's address this before you have a problem. Now on to our next topic. Stay with me here and I'll give you some actionable steps that you can let, take after I lay out this issue. This is from the Foundation for Economic Education. They had an article I want to highlight. The title was, The National Debt Will Explode Under Biden or Trump, New Report Shows. The national debt just keeps getting worse and there's only one way for us to get out of this mess. The article states that under current law, trillion-dollar annual budget deficits will become the new normal even after the current public health emergency subsides. The organization warns of this in its introduction, and I'll link to this. It continues, Meanwhile, the national, national debt is projected to exceed post-World War II record high over the next four-year term and reach twice the size of the economy within the next 30 years. The report reads, four major trust funds are heading for insolvency, including the Highway and Medicare Hospital Insurance Trust Funds with, within the next presidential term. Wow. 
Now, this is referencing the Committee for Responsible Budget, and it shows that we're in trouble no matter which party wins the White House. The article goes on to state that each American, if you divided the national debt, would be responsible for $216,000 each. The study looked at Biden and Trump's tax plans. Under Trump's tax plan, the debt would increase by $4.95 trillion over the next 10 years, which comes out to roughly an additional $35,000 of new debt per taxpayer on top of the 216. Under a Biden policy regime, the debt would rise by even more, a whopping $5.6 trillion over a decade, or roughly an additional $39,000 per taxpayer. Uh, so both of those figures are on top of the 216 that we currently owe. It's important to analyze debt figures relative to the overall size of the economy. Under the status quo, the federal debt is projected to hit 109% of debt-to-economy ratio by 2030. Under Trump, it would hit 125% over that same time frame. Under Biden, it would hit 129%. So folks, it really doesn't matter who our president is. The debt is going up. We're addicted to debt in America. And we are quickly approaching terrifyingly high levels. Remember, we have outlined in our show David Walker. He was the Comptroller General for uh, President Clinton and President Bush Jr., a nonpartisan guy. He served under Democrats and Republicans. Several years back, when the debt levels were much lower, he stated tax rates would have to double to keep America solvent. Walker ran the books for the federal government. He knew what he was talking about. We have not heeded his warning, though, and we have continued to run the debt up. This spells trouble for those who have used tax-deferred accounts like 401ks, 403bs, and IRAs. Your money in those accounts has never been taxed. And as the government gr grows more desperate for tax revenues, those accounts, I believe, will be ripe for the taxing. That's a pool of money that the government has not accessed. Tax rates are on sale right now. Tax rates have been much higher in our country than they are today. For the entire decade of the 1970s, the highest tax rate was 70%. Right now, we're sitting at 37%, the top bracket. There is historical precedent for taxes to be much higher. President Trump ran in 2016 on cutting taxes, and he did cut our taxes for everyone in 2018. But what happened, though, is it caused the deficit to go up over a trillion dollars per year for the first time. So we were adding a trillion dollars before COVID-19 and all the emergency spending we've done this year. The debt was going to go up over a trillion dollars each year with those tax cuts. From CNBC today, Social Security's trust funds are already at risk of running dry before the pandemic. Earlier this year, the Social Security Administration estimated its trust funds, which helps buttress the system, will be depleted by 2035, at which, at which point 79% of promised benefits will be payable. At some point, there will be a day, a week, a year of reckoning for our financial system. And if you have transitioned your savings out of tax-deferred accounts, you will probably want to hug my neck the next time you see me. Plus, while it may seem unlikely that you'll receive less than or 21% less of your Social Security, 
we need a plan in place to have a secure as retirement as possible because there is the possibility, whether it's likely or not, there is the possibility that we could receive 21% less in our Social Security. And so we need a plan in place to accommodate that. We don't want to have to double our tax rates today, though, by liquidating your IRAs and paying taxes. We want to wisely stage the transition over several years so as to not cause your taxes to increase more than necessary. First, we can begin transitioning funds to Roth IRAs. Once money goes into a Roth, it's immunized against future taxation. And you might say, well, David, if they're going to tax my IRA uh, like that, they're probably going to come after that. There's, there's no precedent for things that have been grandfathered in. Typically, they, are grand, they might do away with Roth IRAs, but uh, typically folks that already have those plans in place, they are grandfathered in. I can demonstrate in a report how much money you're estimated to save in tax rates and save in taxes if rates just go back to what they were before the Trump tax code, or cuts, Trump tax cuts, rather. And remember, if Congress and the president does nothing, the Trump tax cuts are going to sunset in 2026. And so we can show you what transitioning those funds today would save you because they're ultimately going to go back up if Congress decides to do nothing or they can't agree to do anything. After our Roth IRAs are fully funded, we can begin looking at other tax-free vehicles. That's my favorite kind, tax-free vehicles, and fund them. While we're doing this, we can address long-term care needs as well. Remember, 70% of us are going to need some sort of long-term care assistance in our lifetimes. That's the latest stat. Do you have a plan in place for long-term care? Let's do something about this now while we can. When our health is declining, that's not the time to be looking at at long-term care, folks. I had a guy come into my office recently that his health was compromised and he couldn't qualify for any type of long-term care or anything. And so I had the the sad uh, job of being able to tell him that or having to tell him that. And that is just not a comfortable situation, folks. When our health is good or is as good as it's going to be, typically today, we want to get a plan in place and have something there for you. So think about the categories of money like buckets. You have a taxable bucket. This is our bank money. If you have a brokerage account with stocks and bonds that you've bought through through bank money, maybe you wrote a check to fund that account, that's in the taxable bucket too. One way to know if you have money in the taxable bucket is the friendly reminder you get called a 1099 each year. You receive it in the mail at at the end of each year, and if you've made any money in this type of account, then taxes are due that year. That's the taxable bucket. The next bucket is the tax-deferred bucket. We talked about that here today. This money has never been taxed. You got a tax break in the year you put money in. So, for example, let's say you made $50,000 and you put $10,000 into your 401k. Then that year, you would pay taxes on $40,000. You deferred taxes on that other $10,000. Tax-deferred accounts are things like 401ks, 403bs, and IRAs. 
The next bucket is my favorite bucket. It's the tax-free bucket. You pay taxes on the money going in, but you never have to pay taxes on the gains or any of the money again if you take it out properly. This is the prime this is primarily Roth IRAs and there's another type of tax-free uh, vehicle that we use in our practice. Uh, once our Roth is fully funded that we can share with you. And we've talked about on previous episodes. There is a proper balance to each of these buckets, though. If any of them is weighted too heavily, it's not ideal. And you could, it could cause you problems down the road. We'd be happy to look at the numbers and help you determine what's appropriate for your situation. I told you earlier that the market was in a sell-off or sell-everything state last week. Well, here's another reason to have a principal protection plan in place. Robert Schiller, he's a Nobel Prize winning economist and Yale professor. He sounded a warning last week in the New York Times in an op-ed saying that people are fearing a market crash more than they have in years. Schiller bases this warning on his decades in the making stock market confidence indexes, including the Crash Confidence Index or it's typically called the CAPE uh, index, uh, Cyclically Adjusted Price Earnings Ratio. That's what CAPE stands for. The Crash Confidence Index is measured based on asking investors, what do you think is the probability of a catastrophic stock market crash in the U.S., like that of October 28th, 1929 that started the Great Depression, or October 19th, 1987. And in the next six months, including the case that a crash occurred in other countries and spreads to the U.S., their answers have been fairly bearish, his report found, the lowest ratings, readings of confidence he's ever seen. We don't want to have to worry about these things, folks, and you don't have to when you have an all-weather plan in place. That's what we are all about, getting an all-weather financial plan in place. There are a lot of potential pitfalls that stand between you and a successful retirement. If you'd like the help of someone who has come alongside hundreds of retirees to help them avoid these common pitfalls, we'd be honored to speak with you. You can email us at connect at clientsexcel.com or you can call us and talk to me at 864-618-4800. We always appreciate you listening and we'd love to drop a small gift in the mail to you. So please send us your address and we will do that this week. Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week for show 25. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. 
The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.